Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the All Things Podcast, where we gather once a week to hear real life stories about how God works all things together for good, because he is always faithful and always good. Well, I am super excited to introduce you all to one of our newest Redemption Press authors, Denise Gooseby. And I want to just give her an introduction as I welcome her onto the digital stage here at the All Things Podcast. Uh, Denise Ann Gooseby was born and raised in Compton, California, a preacher's daughter coming to faith later in life. Her childhood love of writing led her to earn an English degree from Mount St. Mary's College, which is now Mount St. Mary's University, and a master's degree in print journalism from the University of Southern California. After working as a newspaper reporter, Denise began a career as an educator in public and private schools for two decades. In 2018, she founded Healing Song Ministry to serve seniors, veterans, and the hurting in South Los Angeles County with music therapy for the heart and soul. I love that. She also writes and sings on her blog, Denise's Healing Journey, and offers speaking and singing engagements. Denise Gooseby has struggled with society's image of beauty since childhood, afflicted with a disfiguring and often painful skin condition at the age of eight. Gooseby has since struggled with her self-image and the ensuing physical and emotional wounds. She wrote Scarred Like Him, seeing beauty in the life you live to share her journey to feeling loved, whole, accepted, and beautiful. Denise, welcome to the All Thanks podcast today. It's just a delight to have you on. Thank you for having me. It's my delight to be here. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. So before we jump into some questions that I have about your book, I would love to hear, and our listeners are always excited to hear your favorite Romans 8, 28 story, how God, I mean, we all have lots of them. So I know sometimes it's hard to choose, well, which one do I share? But we would just love to have a little sneak peek into how God works his goodness and his faithfulness in your life. Well, I think for me, just just starting this publishing journey, um, God showed his faithfulness. I, I, Even though writing has been a part of my life and it was my childhood dream, God just recently called me back into it a year ago. And he did that by a Facebook ad where I saw that Redemption Press had a call for authors to give a story for one of their compilation books, which happened to be She Writes for Him Stories of Living Hope. And I I, I saw it, I answered it, and I had to write something within a day. And I thought, oh Lord, I can't do I can't do this. It's too late. He said, nope, you're gonna sit down. You're going to write what I tell you to write, and you're going to send it in. So I saw the Facebook ad on a Saturday. Sunday, I was writing after church. I finished it, got it sent off, and then 
10 days later heard that it had got accepted. And my publishing and writing journey was beginning anew when I thought that it was going to be stopped in its tracks. Well, boy, I love how God can just take things and turn them around. Yeah. And even later in life when we're, you know, that was a childhood dream of yours to all of a sudden out of nowhere, God says, okay, it's time. That's right. That's right. From 21 to 55. Wow. But with God, he calls those things that look like they're dead. He calls them back to life. He does. I love that. So jumping into the book, Scarred Like Him, Seeing the Beauty in the Life You Live. Can you just explain the meaning of being scarred like him? Yes. Many people have have wondered about that. And the meaning of scarred like him is that I'm taking my story of suffering from a condition known as keloids, which is an overhealing um, of the skin when it's when it suffers trauma, um, and it and it results in scarring to the beautiful scars that our Lord Jesus has because He chose to sacrifice Himself for us and to die in our place. Um, of course, His scars meant our eternal redemption. My scars mean a little something different for me, but I've also had to learn that my scars are beautiful too, that my scars can tell a story too, and that they can help someone else um, because I'm comforting them with the comfort that my God comforts me with each and every day because I need it. Mm, I love that. So what prompted you to write a book and what has the process been like for you? Well, definitely it was a call of God to write the book. But once I I read the book, um, um, Write Your Story, I believe it's by Leslie Fields. Once I I read through that and I spoke with a couple of um, coaches and started a couple of the chapters, you know, I just felt very strongly. This is what God wanted me to do. And he wanted me to get right on it and not hesitate. So It took me about three months and I didn't write every day. There were some days where the Lord said, I don't want you to write. You need to rest. You need to recover from what you just wrote because there are a lot of emotional things in this book. And and then there were days when I'm like, I'm I'm done. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. But But God just, he literally wrote it through me. And I'm just so thankful for what he did. In me, he had to work in me, even as I was writing this book, and he's still working in me. Amen. Well, and it's you know when you're writing something that deeply personal yeah. that includes painful mm-hmm. emotions from your past, yeah, and even sometimes presently, yeah. you know that's. It, there, I can understand why he would say it's time for you to take a rest today. Don't write today because it is a, a, a huge healing journey actually yes. doing the writing, even yes. if you've already gone through a yes. lot of healing before that. Yes. Wow. So, so what is the difference between society's view of beauty 
and God's view of beauty? I think society sees beauty as only what the eyes can behold and what pleases them. You know, they, they don't see the heart. They don't see the person's soul. Um, they judge quickly. You know, we don't know what someone's gone through. And I think we're just quick to judge. And if you don't have a certain look, if you don't have a certain way about you, then people tend to think down on you. And But I think the Lord, he says it very succinctly in 1 Samuel 16. People look on the outward appearance, but I, the Lord, look at the heart. And that's what matters the most to God. And he also says later on in Peter's epistles that, that a, a woman is beautiful when she is quiet and kind, you know, and that touches his heart. You know, she doesn't have to wear jewelry or have her hair done. It's just her very essence that pleases him. That's beauty to God. And I think, I think we know that as Christians, we may know the scriptures, but I don't know how often it really touches our hearts, you know, because I think we struggle with our own sense of our beauty, our own sense of our identity, even in Christ, which all of this centers around identity. Everything is what we believe about ourselves. Are we going to believe what the world says, what our scars may tell us, or are we going to believe what God says and his word says? That's the struggle. That's the age-old struggle from Eve on that we have. Oh, amen. And, you know, the world is so loud and so yeah. in your face with what is cool or what is, you know, successful or what is the look. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it can be such a distraction from what mm -hmm. God wants to work in us which is that heart he wants he wants to purify our hearts not our skin i mean not to say we shouldn't have clean skin but mm -hmm. it's yeah that's mm -hmm. that's definitely an area that you know i don't think there's a woman alive that doesn't struggle with that and needing to understand the truth of god's word in that area in the book i i actually speak to that and there's a part i it's, it's a little short. I wanted to read it to you. Sure. It says, our scars speak to us in loud, obnoxious voices. Our experiences are real. Our struggles are real. Our pain and suffering are real. But we do not give up. We push through the hurt and we grab onto God's word because it tells us the truth of who we are. It says we are God's beloved offspring, handmade by our loving father. It says that this God chose and adopted us and sees our value and beauty. Our perfect father sent his perfect son, Jesus, to live, bleed, and die, scarred, to bring us to him forever. God does not reject us or deem us unworthy. Mm. That is a powerful word. And something that i think most women yes. still have some ways to go to fully grasp yeah even those of us who have known the lord for a long time and mm -hmm. you know tried to work on that area that's mm -hmm. powerful mm -hmm. so so what has been 
the most challenging thing about your writing journey so far? I think probably starting, restarting it as an older woman, you know, um, the publishing and the writing world is so different from when I first started in my twenties. And I'm basically a rookie again. <laughs> I'm, I'm relearning things. And, and part of that is, is fun and exciting going to um, conferences and, and speaking with um, other authors and, and learning from other mentors and coaches. But there's a lot of, oh my goodness, can I do this Lord, even at my age? Because the Lord has told me I'm to go all in with this. This is going to be not only just something I just do, it's my life for him. It's how he's made me to be a messenger, to proclaim him, whether it be words that I write or words that I sing or speak. So I'm all in. But boy, when you go all in, it's very scary. <laughs> and it's total dependence on God. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, the minute that you make that decision that mm -hmm. you're going to be a mouthpiece for him yeah. with the pen, with the microphone, mm -hmm. you know, the song, whatever, yeah. boy, the enemy is going to do, he's going to work overtime trying to yes. just derail you if he yeah. can so yeah. you enter the battlefield in a greater way, I think, because yeah. it's such a frontline type of ministry when your words are speaking truth that people need to hear. Mm -hmm. mm. And and an encouragement, because right now there's such a lack of hope. There's such a lack of, of you know, looking to the future with any sense of things are going to get better. People just need that hope and encouragement right now. It's so powerful. And if you can give them that, then I think we have an open door to share even more of the gospel and more of Jesus with them. Mm. And, you know, something I want to say about your the challenge of just can I even do this? Mm -hmm. I was just reading this morning in and I don't even remember where I read it. You could you probably know the scripture off the top of your head, but where it's in our weakness that, that he is made strong. perfect. And yes. 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 And, you know, it's okay if we if we can't do it because he can when he calls us. Amen. Mm. Amen. Okay, so on the other hand, what has been the most rewarding thing about your writing journey so far? I think the most rewarding has definitely been when people said that it has touched them that it has um, encouraged them in some way. Um, I've been able to share my book at a couple of conferences um, and people have, have been touched by it and they've told me so. So that's given me encouragement to know that, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm doing what you called me to do. I'm not just putting words out there. Those words are having an impact and I'm very grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the people that that I've met through that experience, you know, who have touched my life, you know, and 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 helped me and encouraged me. So, yeah. So good. So what do you wish that you had known when you started or restarted your writing journey? I wished I had known that I didn't have to do everything all at once. I didn't have to learn everything all at once. 
that I could pace myself and and not take my time, but pick what I needed to know for the moment. Because usually, usually when I'm when I go all in, I just go all in, and it's like, but I got to do this and I got to do that, and I have to prepare for this. And you know, I forgot that God deals with us uniquely, and that my writing journey is my writing journey. It's unique to me, and what He does with another writer, He might necessarily do with me, and vice versa. That is so good because we. You know, we look around us and we play the comparison game like, yeah. oh, if they've done this, I should be doing more. Right. And right. That's not necessary. If we're obeying each mm -hmm. step of the way, whatever he is having us do, that's what's important. And that's that's a good that's a good word of really. Um, I mean, I need to hear that to, to make sure that I'm reminding new authors that they don't have to do everything all at one time and be overwhelmed because that's just yes. what the enemy would love is for us yes. to feel so overwhelmed that we just freeze. You freeze. You don't know what to do. And so you don't do anything. <laughs> yep. yep. Amen. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to an aspiring writer? Well, I think the last part, definitely to know that it's going to be your journey. So don't get too caught up in, in what other people tell you. Take it in, learn, definitely read as many books as you can, attend as many conferences as you can. And last year, I mean, even with the pandemic, everything was virtual. So I attended so many things. But even in that, take one thing out of that experience and use it and and set the others aside there'll be time for that maybe later but take one thing and just go with that don't don't make yourself overwhelmed sometimes we can literally make ourselves overwhelmed but god's called you he's going to equip you he's going to send the right people to you at the right time um he's going to open doors that no man can shut and he will shut doors and no man can open. But just take the one thing, do the one thing, and please stay close to God. Because if you're not abiding in him, you won't know what to do. And you won't have you won't have anything to give. And you if won't have if you don't have that intimacy. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So as we wrap this up, I would love for you to share just a tip or a tool that has helped you. Remember that God is always working all things together for good, even when we can't see it or can't even imagine that he could bring anything good out of something that is a struggle. Well, for me, that would be worship and singing. Um, not only did he give me like um, a love for writing as a child, but he gave me a love for singing. And so and I've had to do a lot of singing in the past couple of months because actually um, I'm not in a home yet. I left my apartment a couple of months ago and I have not found a permanent place to live. So I'm trying to write, um, I'm trying to launch a book and I don't have a place yet. And the thing that brings me comfort is singing and worship. And one of the songs that really speaks to, to that to me is called um, Sing My Way Back. It's by Stephanie Grethinger. Um, it begins, 
When we were young, the road was easy. But time moves on and people change. If we're not falling, we're not flying. You can't have love without the pain. And when I lose direction, when I can't see the stars, if we get disconnected, I'll sing my way back to your heart. I'll sing my way back to your arms. So sometimes that fear can take us a little far from God, but if I just sing my way back, if I just worship him, then all of a sudden I'm right there because he hasn't left me. I may leave him, but he hasn't left me. And the same for, for all of you out there. We, we may struggle with fear. We may have our scars and we have our pain, but he's there with us. Amen. Amen. So if we have some people listening today and they want to connect with you online or on social media, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, they can definitely go to my website for Denise's Healing Journey. It's denisegoosby.com, D-E-N-I-S-E-G. O-O-S-B-Y.com. And they can also get me on Facebook Perfect. and all the social media channels. I'm there, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. It has just been delightful. We had you on before for mm -hmm. your uh, the shorter version of your Romans 828 story. And mm -hmm. so it was nice to be able to have you for an extended period of time to hear more about your new book and just what God's been doing in your life. So thank you so much for being with us today on the All Things Podcast. Thank you for having me. God bless you and God bless everyone. Amen. So thanks so much for joining us today for the All Things Podcast brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. If today's episode encouraged you, we would love to have you share it with your friends on social media and even maybe leave a review of the podcast on Apple. And I would love to have you connect with us on the Redemption Press Facebook page, where every Tuesday through Saturday at 3 p.m. Pacific, I go live talking about the spoken word about the written word. The link is in the description. So thanks again for joining us today, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye for now.